0: Welcome to Back to Ours, a new podcast for Barkin and Dagenham, brought to you by Studio 3 Arts and part of a campaign developed by the Cultural Partnership and Council Safeguarding Teams. Look out for campaign materials using hashtag BDProtect. So we've started this podcast as a way to keep the community together safe and healthy through lockdown, distancing and beyond. In each episode, we'll be interviewing some of the amazing people who live and work in our borough about the stuff they've been doing in lockdown. We'll also be talking about the ways you can support your family and neighbourhood so our community is the best it can be. So, grab a cuppa, settle in and let's crack on. It's all back to ours. Hello, hello. Hi, babe. How are you?
1: I'm all right. It actually feels like I haven't spoken to you for ages. Uh, I know. Time flies, Liza. Time flies. Time uh, flies
0: when you're having fun not seeing me. That's basically what you're saying, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm glad yeah. you got to that point where um, I can be honest. About it. <laughs> <laughs> How am I? I'm all right. I'm going um, away for a week today. So this is okay. quite a nice way to wrap up um this little bit of time and sort of have a chat with you and then I'm gonna get off to um, the West Country.
0: The West Country, now I see you in the West Country in a barber jacket, wellies, that kind of thing, this is you all over this.
1: I did, I mean I must admit I was very much part of the the fashion that happened um, when I was like 16, 17 where barber jackets were just very cool and you wore them with your diamond stud earrings and tracksuit bottoms. So I, I, I actually kept it for years. Unfortunately, it is gone now. I did have to finally give up and get rid of it. But um, yeah, so there we go.
0: <laughs> the renaissance of the barber jacket is upon us.
1: I will dig you out a photo. Uh, yes, please. Let you, let you enjoy that. There'll be a, you'll notice that the colour of the diamond stud does change with my outfit because I used to match it to my um, Lacoste or Ralph Lauren polo. So, I mean, you know. you know,
0: ever the fashionista, like what can I say?
1: Exactly, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's how I am. How are you?
0: I'm all right. I'm not bad. Um, I'm a bit sweaty right now. Nice little visual image for our listeners there. I've just done a bit of training um, with my personal trainer, Lady, that I see. Um, and I've just been swinging a really heavy kettlebell around. Oh, so, lovely.
1: How heavy are we
0: 12 kilos.
1: Wow. That is, oh, I don't know if I could lift that. I really am not strong. Maybe I need. to <laughs> on that
0: it, yeah it was it was good it was really good i do as i've said before on the podcast i do like my training to give me those endorphins early doors like makes me feel good first thing in the is morning it, is um, this
1: online or are you able to do it face to face again now
0: no no we're still doing it via um well, this morning was a whatsapp video call actually we do it i do it with a couple of my mates from from studio three so we share the the cost between us um, and yeah it was really good it was really nice and it's surprising how it actually still works on zoom but yeah I'm, I'm all right um what have i done this week well i've been on annual leave as you know because the last time i spoke to you i was in brighton I know. um and we had a lovely time and we had, we had the weather which was good and then last week to be honest was actually my real annual leave because i put the kids in a sports camp for a week you know one of these things where they go and do multi-sports in is in valence primary school as it goes in Dagnham. and um so I didn't have the kids under my feet for a week, so I sat down and read a book most days. It was Lush.
1: Oh, nice! That, that sounds lovely. It was actually a one-week thing.
0: Yeah, well, they're there as well this week. So, but I'm starting. Obviously, I'm, I'm back to work now. So, um, yeah, but it just means you know I can record this podcast now without having to threaten my children with tying them up in a cupboard. So you know,
1: <laughs> that's always uh, a good
0: thing. <laughs> yeah, small wins and all that. So yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm all good. It's my little boy's birthday this weekend. So um. Just yeah, frantically trying to buy him a calling the caterpillar cake and all that jazz today. You're um best. yeah, yeah, so I'm all right. I'm I'm on one of the um upper planes of the uh the, the roller coaster that is uh, coronavirus.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. I <laughs> sort of I've very much been on one of the lower, but I don't know. Yesterday just felt like a really good day for me. Nothing particularly happened. I just got a bit of a slice of normality um and it did me wonders so that was really great so i yeah i think i'm also on a bit of uh on a bit of a better vibe at the moment which is nice
0: that's good that's good it helps doesn't it do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean And, and and i guess you know i'm a big believer in that phrase that like everything's temporary so when you're having a bad time it's temporary but when you're having a good time it's also temporary so kind of be grateful for it sort of thing yeah enjoy it yeah don't
1: overthink it that's my thing sometimes sometimes when it's like oh but when's it going to go bad and it's almost like well you make it you make that happen by sort of trying to you know guess when it's not going to be good anymore
0: yeah you can you can really think yourself into a bit of a downward spiral can't you agreed yeah and we both know about that yeah exactly oh and the other thing I did um actually I I had a friend come to stay we got um we honest to goodness, I think I know the the COVID guidelines inside out now for having somebody in your house. Um right. so it was almost like you know that scene in ET at the end where they got the big like tunnel um to like fish fish the uh the scientists <laughs> in and out of the house. It was a bit like that in my house, but we had separate towels and separate hand sanitizer and she was in one room and then we washed all the clothes and all that kind of stuff. Um but it was nice to have a mate up from Wales, um, just to yeah just to kind of get a bit of normality and we, we quarantined either side and all this stuff it was all yeah all above board and that but yeah it was again it was almost like a slice of normality like
1: gosh, that sounds really nice and important
0: yes i think so i think so so um who you've been chatting to on the old podcast this weekend
1: so this week i had a chat with henny and we were talking about partly henny's experience of like homeschooling and like her family sort of dynamic during lockdown but also henny does a lot of volunteering for castle point and they kept that going online so they were doing like craft sessions for kids and stuff um and we had a really lovely chat about that so i'll let you have a listen
0: oh lovely thank you see you in a bit All
1: right. bye <laughs> Hi, Henny, how are you?
2: I'm fine, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm not doing too bad, thank you. Um, thanks for chatting with me today. That's okay. Um, so how, I guess we're quite a few months in now, but how have you found the whole um, lockdown and sort of beyond experience?
2: It's, it's been interesting. It's had its um, disadvantages and advantages, I suppose, obviously with lockdown and everything going on. A lot of people are quite fearful, especially at the beginning, and not being able to go to many places. Um, it was quite difficult in that respect, and with work, et cetera. But um, in some ways it actually did have its advantages because we were all at home together, which is quite rare, um, because obviously my husband works as well, so he was at home. And we were, we spent a lot more time than we would normally do going to parks and to outdoor spaces.
1: Yeah, I totally was, get that. Oh.
2: Yeah, so that was quite good. And, and to do it together as well, all four of us as well, having the, that time together. So that was really, that was probably the benefits of it. Spending more time outdoors and doing things that we wouldn't normally do in our busy, hectic schedules
1: yeah totally agree i think um i think also with the thing of like where it was um a lot stricter about when we could go out and where we could go and stuff it did make you appreciate sort of um like parks and places like that that maybe we don't sort of often think of as you know the how lucky we are to have those spaces and stuff yes yeah
2: Um, sorry
1: how 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 old are your children
2: so my children are 11 and they're 11 and nine. So I was homeschooling them up until the school holidays, although we're still doing a little bit now as well. That was interesting. Um, but a lot of the, some of the homeschooling we did was things like more hands on things. Like we, we've started, we started planting uh, vegetables. So we, um, we were growing them from seeds and flowers. We're not, I'm not, into gardening at all and never had the time for it before. But obviously now we had a lot more time. So the kids had been growing um, loads of different flowers and runner beans, we had potatoes, we had lots of herbs and um, spinach. We almost had to eat spinach every day for a week, which was quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> once you, you planted it, you got to eat it. You can't let it go away. And we had lots of spring onions as well. At one point, we had spring onions in every single meal. We had that as well. So it was really good. It was, really good. It was actually quite fun. And we did, um, we to try and keep them occupied, like in the parks, they couldn't go into the play areas at the beginning which obviously children love to do. So it's like, well, what do we do in the park? So you have to be more imaginative. So we'd go do a, we had, the, the, we, we had this little thing where we'd been told that London Borough of Barking and Dagenham is the greenest borough in London. So we decided to test out that theory by going to every park in Barking and Dagenham, a different one each day. Wow. Uh, so that was quite because we, we didn't, we had, we could, we'd just gone to the parks closest to us. We'd never been to all the parks in the borough and all the green spaces. So that was really good. So we went to pretty much every single park in the borough and in the neighboring boroughs as well. Um, and would be feeding the ducks, would be, um, looking at the different flowers, um, and uh, collecting any wildflowers we saw and making wildflower arrangements at home. So that was, again, something we did. So we learned more about flowers than we'd ever had learned new about before. You know, there's lots of different things, I think, we, in a way the kids had learned. It was, I suppose I, I was calling it, loosely calling it homeschooling at the same time. Um, so that was really quite good.
1: Well, I think as well, like with homeschooling, you've got a. it has to be, what you feel like you can do the best at you know so if that felt like a way to keep them engaged and I'm sure they got so much from that I mean just the experience of kind of growing your own food but also you know growing flowers and spending lots of time in green space sounds like it was a brilliant way to spend it
2: yes and we also had a what I called home economics every day so they had to cook their lunch every day because it's you know when you're not used to having to cook have breakfast lunch and dinner for four people because obviously husband my husband would be at work the kids would be at school so I wouldn't have to cook so many meals now it was constantly cooking so I got them to cook lunch every day um, and that was quite because we didn't do much baking and cooking before As think it would be the parents doing it rather than the kids but we got them to do it so they'd made lots of different cakes They'd made lots of different foods from different parts of the world. They'd learn how to make sushi, um, enchiladas, curries, all sorts of different things. Chinese, they did a um, they, they the chow mein and they did like a vegetable fried rice and lots of different things. And they really got into it. Actually, right now, they're cooking chickpea curry right now
1: brilliant I love that I mean I'm I'm gonna say it's not even lunchtime yet and you're making me very hungry just by the list of all the brilliant stuff they've been um they've been doing that sounds really great and do you um because like you said that isn't something that a lot of people often have time to do so was it a nice way to sort of spend that time
2: yes I think it was and it was so important for me like because obviously they're at that age but two boys at that age are you know into gaming fortnight things like that and i didn't want them to spend their time doing that so it was really i thought it was really important that they did something more hands-on and creative because the temptation is especially at that age to basically be in your room playing video games so it was trying to avoid that as well yeah, so yeah, is, I think, yeah and they read really, they absolutely love cooking now so that
1: sounds like it's, a win all around
2: it's a nice skill for their future
1: yeah definitely yeah I mean it's a really great skill to have isn't it and sort of something that um well you'll always need and you'll always use yes and I yes, know was, there was, um, were you involved in some like craft stuff for children as well
2: So I I volunteer at Castle Point um, and I I used to volunteer um, doing arts and crafts uh, on a Wednesday afternoon, which was for adults, um, which included adults with physical and learning disabilities. And I was also doing after helping out, volunteering at an after school club um, for children where I'd be doing the arts and crafts there. But well, obviously, when lockdown happened, the community centre Castle Point, the hub, had to close. So it felt like there was all these children, including mine, who weren't seeing their friends, probably feeling a bit lonely and missing their school friends, etc. And I thought that we, I didn't want it to stop, so we started doing Zoom meetings. Um, at, around the same time, we used to do our after-school club on a Thursday afternoon. Um, And invited uh, lots and lots of children. We we advertised it. It was free for anyone. And we were doing arts and crafts together. And it was just a way of getting children to... So it's for children of primary school age. And it was a way of getting them to socialise, because they might not have seen their friends for a very long time, and then obviously you got um children like for example um single child families where they don 't even have a sibling to play with, and they would have been in lockdown in this situ- in, in this time, or they might not even have a garden to play in so it was so I thought it was so important that we keep these connections that we don 't just lose them and so every week, we were doing an after uh, uh, arts and crafts activity. Loads of children came. I think the total attendance over those, I think it was maybe 13 weeks, I can't remember, but it was about uh, 330-odd children that attended over those total number of weeks. And we'd give out certificates, so we'd have little competitions and we'd give online certificates because I couldn't physically give them a prize, um, so we'd give out online certificates. And over the summer holidays, because – I've I've had a few breaks. We haven't been able to continue with the online Zoom sessions, but we've, I've given weekly challenges. So they submit their challenges. I, I send it out to them on the Monday. They submit it by the Friday and there'd be a, a winner for each arts and crafts challenge. And we also used to dress up as well. So we had um, a superheroes day where everyone dressed up as superheroes. Pirates, where we were making treasure maps, everyone dressed up as pirates. Um, we did the uh, rainbow posters, the NHS ones, so everyone had to wear rainbow colours. And at the uh, end of year party, everyone dressed up in their party outfits and they bought the... Obviously, we couldn't have a... We would have had a physical party had we have been at Castle Point, the hub. So the idea was we were playing car- party games online and we'd, we all bought our own food and snacks and we'd eat it together whilst being online on Zoom. It was, quite, it was quite good fun, actually. It turned out really well.
1: I mean, it sounds brilliant. And I think you're so right about... Um... For a lot of children, you know, it's it could be it's potentially a very lonely time, and it's a very stressful time for lots of families. So I think um, being able to provide something like that, and especially I think it's such a key thing, being able to provide it and it's free, uh, makes such a a huge difference to so many people in the borough.
2: Yes. Yes, it was. It, I really thought it was very useful, And I, I've always believed arts and crafts is is a, a therapeutic tool for people. That you, it's, it's a type of therapy. And I wanted that to be, I wanted the kids to see it as that as so well. It's fun, but also it's very therapeutic to do. And um, considering a lot of children probably would have found this time really difficult, they would need something
1: like that. Yeah, 100% I couldn't agree more I think you know the space to be creative whether it's making something or writing something or whether it's music or performing or whatever that is that creativity is such a thing that um I think is often overlooked at how much it can benefit people
2: yes, yes. It, would, it
1: would be good yeah um and what would you say um what is there plans for that to sort of continue after the summer, or are you just going to see where things are at, or what are you? What are your hopes for it?
2: Um, i my my real hope is we'd go back to Castle Point and see each other face to face because there is nothing like seeing and doing arts and crafts together. But I just don't know what what the situation is in terms of um, what will happen in September. If um, we aren't able to do face-in-face, I would I would have to speak to um, the people that run the um, the community centre about whether or not we continue online. But I'm just not – I'm right now, everything is so up in the air that I don't know. All I know is that we're going to continue doing the challenges till the end of the school holidays, and then hopefully by then, I'll be given an idea of whether or not we could do it as a – Uh, again as an after school club um, type thing that we were doing before hopefully we can but we'll it's it's a case of wait and see we have no idea (laughs) so
1: (laughs) I know that's the weird thing isn't it that every time it's so hard to sort of plan for anything or because we still it feels like it changes all the time and everyone's really unsure so I totally understand that feeling
2: yes so we'll just we'll just see what happens and but we've at least we've got that as our backup plan um, yeah. and just having Zoom, we are so gr- lucky to have this technology. Had this have happened maybe 20, 30 years ago, it would have been a very different situation, but to have the technology where we can see each other and speak to each other face-to-face in real time, it's it really is better than nothing, and it stops people who may potentially be isolated from, from not being feeling so isolated.
1: I totally agree, and I think it's made us... Or helped us remember um, how important it is to sort of that feeling of community and to feel part of something um, and I was just going to say to you it sounds like there's been as much as like we've said at the beginning that it's been really difficult and you know there's been a lot of hard stuff that's happened during this do you feel like that sort of um that extra time you've had together as a family and sort of the stuff you've you've done together do you feel like, that you you hope to try and carry some of that on as things do get back to whatever normal might look like?
2: I think, yes, I think we would carry on with the gardening, definitely. Um, maybe not grow so many spring onions and spinach this time. Um, <laughs> but I think I think we'll definitely carry on with the gardening and we would carry on with visiting the park. So a lot more outdoor stuff. We're actually going to go to the park later on today. But a lot more outdoor stuff and the cooking together. Uh, But I'm not going to lie. I am looking forward to them going back to school. Definitely.
1: Well, it sounds like you've been very busy. So it sounds like you need a little break, to be honest.
2: Yes, exactly. I think I definitely need a break.
1: I mean, I was going to say, and I just think what you've done, um, providing that online space and that space to sort of make um, together with those young people sounds absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, just a massive well done to you and everyone that's made that happen, to be honest.
2: Yes, it's, it's been, I mean, I had, I had a lot of feedback, we had a lot of feedback um, from children who were very, um, who were not very confident beforehand. And they'd said that it really helped them gain their confidence because when they'd make their crafts, they would have to talk about it as well, about what um, their arts and crafts like, about it Um Like, for example, if they had to, for example, one we did was uh, design a car for the future. So they have to present it and talk about their car and what gadgets it had and um, what was was special about it. And it really, because it was such a non-judgmental, welcoming environment, they felt confident to do that, which they might not have done if they had to stand in front of a classroom, if you see what I mean, and speak to a group of children. So it kind of makes it it's easier in a sense to do it online in, the, in that sense. So they, a lot of children gain a lot of confidence. And we had children who had autism and learning disabilities who might find uh, being in an after-school club where it's quite noisy and children are running around, they might not find that as comfortable for their sensory needs. And this was easier because they could go away for five, ten minutes, do their arts and crafts in another room, for example, have a bit of peace, and then they can come back again and join in. So in some ways, people who would not have been able to attend the after school club for whatever reasons would have found it easier to attend our online sessions. So it definitely had its advantages.
1: That's yeah, and that's such an important thing to remember. Um, And yeah, accessibility for different people and how that provides a space that might not have necessarily been there. Um, Penny, I just want to say thank you so much for talking to me and I hope you enjoy that chickpea curry, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be delicious.
2: Yes, thank you, I'm sure it will be.
1: <laughs> and it was lovely chatting to you, take care and I hope however things keep moving, that um, yeah, that your you and everyone you care about is well and takes good care of themselves.
2: Thank you and you too.
1: All right, talk to you soon.
2: Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. What an interesting lady.
1: Yeah, and I just think, um, I think it's been really tricky for organisations to try and keep offering stuff for people like they normally do. And I think, you know, it doesn't work for everyone you know I think with the online stuff it's obviously there can be issues with some people don't have access to technology and um, internet and stuff but I think it's really great that organizations and people have been giving their time to try and just have a positive impact
0: yeah and that's one of the things that um, I, I really like about you know what you talked about was this idea of you know having to roll with it and be flexible and respond to what people need right now
1: yeah Um, And also, I found it really interesting when we were talking about um, that actually for some of the young people that were part of that group, it was more accessible because actually, you know, for some young people, it's really overwhelming to be in a space. um, Whereas here, they could kind of be there and then they could mute or they could, um, you know, just walk away from the laptop or or tablet for a little bit. So there are pros and cons, I think. Um, And it's really interesting about how stuff for for some people has become more accessible
0: absolutely and you know i've I've reflected on this before and i've got a um a, a spine disability that sometimes affects my mobility so so right now being able to go to meetings that doesn't require me to go on the underground for an hour is is absolutely brilliant do you know what i mean but then as you say the, the flip side is that for folk without access to the technology or you know data packages whatever that that can be tricky but we're all trying to do the best right now to keep some sense of normality ain't we i
1: totally agree and i think it's that well you can tell just from listening to the conversation how much the kids that have been there, how much it's been brilliant for them, you know. Um, and I think that's really great because we do all need those little those little things that just feel really positive and something to look forward to. I think
0: absolutely. And um, actually, on that, um, it's probably a good time to say the Studio Three Arts in the two in the next two weeks, the next fortnight, we are running some classes for young people in real life. Oh wow! I know. I know, we have risk assessed the absolute teeth out of our buildings.
1: <laughs> Great. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so yeah, so we are doing um, some drama stuff and some dance stuff in the next two weeks. So we will put a link to that um, on the description of this podcast. So if anybody wants to um, bring their children along to that stuff, it's completely free. And um, as I said, it's as, it's as risk assessed around COVID-19 as we can possibly make it.
1: Brilliant. Well, that's really great. Yeah, and we'll um people hear about that and hopefully people can get there and enjoy it.
0: For sure. Uh,
1: I have some exciting news about my trip away. OMG. I think it's exciting. I hope you find it exciting. Um, hopefully, I'm going to visit Barry Island for the day.
0: Oh, are you really going to go to Barry Island?
1: I've never been to Barry Island and yeah, if I am, I'm gonna, we're going to hopefully do it. Oh I'm really God. excited.
0: I'm really jealous. I haven't been to Barry Island for donkey's years.
1: I just I just feel like it's got to happen. I feel like I'm really going to love it.
0: I feel like you're making a really important pilgrimage.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, it's a place that I feel like I need to spend time. It's like I also haven't been to Blackpool, which I just feel like will be right up my alley. Oh, so I, I need to be there at some point as well.
0: Yeah, I love a bit of Blackpool. Oh, we should go. We should go.
1: Oh, there we go. little jolly. A little yeah. back to ours, jolly. You're all invited. Get a coach.
0: <laughs> oh, imagine, imagine if we could do that when when things all blow over. We get a back to ours podcast listeners' coach. Might already need a four seater taxi. So you know? No, I think
1: look, I think we'll need at least a dozen. Uh, what are they called <laughs> double deckers? That's the one. <laughs> a, <laughs>
0: a convoy.
1: Yeah, and then it didn't help because, as I said, double deckers. Carol Decker popped into my edge, which is not. Not what we're um, not what we're focusing on. And when you That's said double-decker, I
0: just thought of the chocolate bar.
1: <laughs> they're nice. I enjoy them. I- I'll be honest, they're in my top three. I only tried them recently because I used to get them confused with picnics. Oh, no,
0: so... no, no, no. You don't want to be eating a picnic.
1: No, thank you. Unless it's like just an actual picnic just for me. Then I'm there, but not the chocolate bar.
0: Shall I tell you the worst chocolate bar?
1: Oh, I mean, I know the answer personally, but tell oh. me your worst. Oh, go on.
0: My worst one is a Karamak.
1: Oh, I can't even think. I can see the branding, strong branding, the oh. like orange and red, right? Was,
0: if they were nasty. I don't even know if they're still around. us. sincerely hope not. They were. They would were. Not... They Are they? Oh,
1: yeah. Mine would be a bounty always. I know. You've got... <laughs> <laughs> we know. Yes,
0: <laughs> I've, I've seen your vitriolic rants on Instagram about bounties
1: yeah not for me thank you although you know each to their own and all that
0: absolutely absolutely you know but um i tell you what there's a there's a poet called jake wildhall and he does these um he does like a sort of premier league of snacks and oh, right. um, he does it. He does loads of it on Twitter. And um, he, he's rich, I can't actually talk. He's recently done crisps and biscuits, and he's done chocolate bars and stuff before. And people can vote on who they want to see go through to the next round and stuff. It's oh, really I've
1: voted. I've voted on some of these. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've been voting on some of those. Very good. But... And I'm really indecisive, so it's quite good to just be like, no, nope, these are the four, and then work your way through.
0: <laughs> and of course, yeah. you can got to try them all before you can make uh, an informed vote.
1: Well, and I take these things seriously, so I will try every single one.
0: Selfless you are. Committed to the cause.
1: Thanks, babe. Anyway, I need to go and pack.
0: Oh, so you do. And I need to go and have a shower.
1: Right, well, we've both got important things to do. Have a great <laughs> week. And <laughs> I you, my love. Catch and
0: give my love to Barry Island, won't you?
1: I will, babe. Don't worry. I'll send you for a photo. Oh, yes, um, please. going to get one in the barber jacket, one in Barry Island. You'll be <laughs> inundated. <laughs>
0: Listen, have a good week, love, and I'll speak to you soon.
1: Take care, babe.
0: Ta da! Bye!
1: So, that's it for this episode of Back to Ours. Hope you enjoyed the chat, and please remember there's a lot of support out there in Barking and Dagnum. You know when something doesn't feel right, so let's speak out and keep each other safe. If someone's life is in danger, call 999 immediately. Or if you're worried about a child safety, you can call 0208 227 3811. If it's an adult safety you're concerned about, you can call 0208 227 2915. And if you need support around domestic abuse, you can call 0300 456 0174. Look after yourself and we'll talk to you next time.